Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1506, Living Together Before Marriage, by Dr. Diana Kirshner of lovein90days.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Optimal Relationships Daily. I'm Greg Audino, your host and narrator. Thanks for being here and starting your week with us. We've got a lot of awesome content coming up for you, and starting off is today's piece from Dr. Diana Kirshner of lovein90days.com. She's got an article for us on a topic that, well, frankly, we haven't touched upon too much, at least not directly. Let's hear her thoughts and a story and some numbers about living together before marriage as we optimize your life. Living Together Before Marriage by Dr. Diana Kirshner of lovein90days.com Living Together, Census Numbers For the first time in U.S. history, more couples are living together compared to those who are married, and this trend is continuing. About a quarter of unmarried women aged 25 to 39 are living with a partner, and about 53% of all first marriages were preceded by living together. More and more couples are simply packing up their things, moving in, and sharing digs. They say it's because they want to try things out, a test drive, so to speak, with their partner to avoid a bad marriage. Some say it's more convenient, more economical, especially in hard financial times, a fewer strings attached, safer, more economically sound alternative to tying the knot. Usually, the decision happens without a great deal of planning or discussion. For a younger woman in her 20s or 30s, it may seem like a natural but unspoken step towards marriage. For her male counterparts, on the other hand, the moving-in decision may have little to do with eventually saying, I do. Also, for older couples who have already been through the family-children-divorce scenario, moving in together is the endpoint companionship they seek. That is, the relational holy grail. So, is cohabitating a good thing, or is it bad for your relationship? Shelley and Jared make a decision. First, let me tell you a story. Shelley, a sparkly 30-year-old graduate student in public health, accidentally found Jared, her super-secret crush from high school, on Facebook. They wrote on each other's walls, chatted up a storm, and fell deeply into what seemed to be a magical connection. They used the L word liberally with each other and called each other schmoozy names. Cut to one year later, Shelley's apartment lease was up. Jared had a roomy but knick-knacked loft downtown close to Shelley's school, and she was spending so much time at his place. And so they decided she would move in and live together. There was not much discussion about it. Shelley esconded herself completely with Miffles, the cat, right in the midst of Jared's clutter, and promptly began to reorganize and clean it all up. 
Shelley had been through this before when she lived with her ex, Jonathan. She was used to putting her touch on a guy's place. Things ended badly with Jonathan when his drinking buddies took over the place one time too many. But this time, Shelley felt differently. She knew in every cell of her body, down to the tips of her toes, that Jared was the one. Shelley was absolutely sure that they would have the whole white picket fence future, complete with two dogs, three kids, and of course, Miffles the second. Okay, we'll cut away from Shelley and Jared's cozy loft nest to give you, dear listener, a quiz. Do you think that this couple is likely to A. Live together happily ever after B. Get married and go through a yucky divorce C. Live together unhappily ever after D. Part ways after about a year and a half E. Not enough information Additional research done over the last 10 years sheds light on what might happen to our daring duo. Research on living together Now, back to Shelley and Jared. To help figure out their chances, let's look at what research on living together might tell us. Well, most studies done in the last 20 years showed that couples living together before marriage had higher divorce rates as compared with couples that didn't. Other findings for those living together, and especially looking at women, showed poorer mental health and physical health, including depression. One explanation for these findings is that the burden placed on women is not compensated for in a living-together environment. Since women are known to do the lion's share of the housework, the thinking is that a woman would go from taking care of her own place to having to do the housework and other domestic errands in the house that she shared with her boyfriend. All this extra work occurs without the benefit of the financial and emotional security that comes with the commitment of marriage. Most current studies show that if a person, like Shelley, has lived with multiple partners, he or she will likely end up in a breakup or divorce. Other studies of living together show that after about a year and a half, the cohabitators either marry or break up. The breakup rate is about 50%, somewhat higher than the current divorce rate of 41%. So, living together for many couples is a coin flip and does not ensure a happy marriage. Quiz. Well, given all this, what do you think happened to Shelley and Jared? A lived together happily ever after, B, got married and went through a yucky divorce, C, lived together unhappily ever after, D, parted ways after about a year and a half, or E, not enough information. So, if you answered D, parted ways after about a year and a half, you are correct. They broke up and are still both single, although Shelley thinks she may move in with her new guy. Benefits of living together? What are the benefits of living together? Here's where some recent research and my own clinical work point. The critical success factor for couples who live together and manage to create a more lasting relationship is their commitment to persevering and staying together. In my best-selling dating advice book, Love in 90 Days, I show that commitment is one of the eight habits of happy couples. That same degree of commitment needs to be developed during the living together phase if the couple is to make it. What does a couple have to do to ensure greater success? A couple that is living together has to be more willing to work on the inevitable differences, the disappointments, and the setbacks that inevitably occur. Without this commitment, unmarried couples end up splitting apart as soon as the inevitable problems of everyday life confront them. For younger couples, that commitment often includes engagement and marriage. In Shelley and Jared's case, there were no plans to wed. Living together was a convenience and an experiment. We now know how that went. 
you just listened to the post titled Living Together Before Marriage by Dr. Diana Kirshner of lovein90days.com. And a big thank you to Dr. Diana for this post today. Definitely some surprising numbers there, at least to me. It was a pretty enlightening article. Her note towards the end interests me. Uh, The note about how couples need to be willing to work on inevitable differences that are due to occur when living together and how it requires a strong level of commitment to do that. Sometimes we don't know what those differences will be and we can speculate. Other times we might have some ideas and we can put a plan in place from the beginning. But what helps either way is for couples to outwardly acknowledge the seriousness of moving in together rather than maybe shying away from it and trying to pass it off as a more casual thing that was bound to happen or something easier or more convenient, etc. When we go out of our way to remind ourselves that this relationship is now harder to exit and thus a bigger responsibility, we're then better prepared to make sacrifices and compromises necessary when cohabitating. We're not pretending that it's less of a commitment than it really is. And if we find ourselves unwilling or unable to speak about the severity of this new commitment, it might be pointing towards a lack of security in the relationship that needs to be addressed first and foremost, certainly before moving in together. Food for thought, new couples, as you consider taking this step or have maybe just taken it recently. I hope this article helped you and that you enjoyed it as much as I did. You know I always love hearing some of the numbers in the studies. So I thank you all so much for coming today, everyone. It is time to get going. But do come on back tomorrow for another post as we continue on through the week, providing you with the best articles and doing what we do best. So I'll see you then, where your optimal life awaits.